All right. Well, greetings, travelers. Here we all are. Two weeks later. All right. Let's see here. We got a couple few things to finish uh, to talk about first, but I am starting the timer now. Everybody go to the Coronavirus Traveler page, and there's all the updates listed. Yep. I'm getting there now. All right, so, yes, I added two new Ananovic pictures um, on the Ananovic page where, you know, there's a whole bunch of pictures. Um, also, and I think it's on the Anaknova page, I added info on iris valves, hatches, doors, how they work, and that sort of thing. And then, yes, I added a bunch of information to the DEX pages about every room you've been in. Now, most of it comes from the book, um, but what I was not able to put is all of your handwritten notes, which it seems to me like if your handwritten notes were in there as well, um, then you guys would all be sharing information. Again, we didn't have that capability until just a few days ago. Um, and everybody sees the distance from your bund to Victoria. Um, yes, it's, it's a full two subsectors apart. So that is a very long ways. It, uh, as you can see there, I plotted how you would get there if you actually had a jump six ship, which does not exist. But if you did, it would still take four jumps to get all the way down there to Victoria. Everybody with me so far? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, now, um, I had talked about that tether bridge. Um, everybody, go ahead and click play on that little video there. There is no sound. This is the tether bridge that I was describing from the movie 2010. Um, this is what the two boys set up. And yeah, it appears to connect with magnets to the other ship. I could have trimmed this up a tiny bit better, but it'll get the point across. Then there's the uh, little uh, motorized trapeze thing that you uh, can ride across to the other ship. So yes, you guys can see that those uh, rings just floated away when they were done with it. So... There's the tether bridge from the movie 2010. And we have a couple of, uh, well, we have a minor recon, uh, retcon. I said that the broken glass in the bar lounge area was on the floor. Obviously, it's zero G. It couldn't be on the floor. The pieces were floating around. Um, Lucy, you were able to pluck them from the air to do the test on them. All right. What I wanted to start with... Oh, first of all, I should ask, is everybody ready for story time? Yes. Yes. Okay, because we got some stuff today. Um, I wanted to first ask a question about any theories or opinions about any of this or all of this that we have so far. I think that'll be better than a recap. And I know that Tara is burning to bring something <laughs> up. I just got to find it. Well, and now I have two theories, but um, but I have to ask a question about the second one. Um, so the pictures of the Anaknova, um, I don't know, ever since I was looking at these pictures whenever we started a couple weeks ago, 
I don't. I couldn't figure out why each one of the alleged nacelles had what appears to be different numbers on each one of them, whether it's 1 and 5 or I and V. Um, and I was looking at it, the pictures this morning, and I think that those are um, shuttles. Like, that you could, or maybe like escape pods or escape shuttles or something. Um, and that's why they're labeled like that. Because on one of the pictures, it's got the Anic Nova itself labeled Anic Nova. And then, I guess that's picture five. Um, and then it's got the things on top with the one and five or the I and V. Um, so that was my theory, is that they're escape pods or shuttles or something separate that you can go... And so, I mean, on some of them it looks like the things that are holding them up could be retracted. Like if it were to let go of them, it could retract down into the ship, but I don't know. <laughs> um, bring up the windows. The windows? You think you see Oh, windows. and yeah. Um... We only have a picture oh, no. of one side of the ship. That sound is back now. What the heck? Alright. Um, go on. So, uh, I was just going to say on picture five, it looks like on the Anic Nova one, it looks like there's a window there. Or could be a window. But, yeah, it does. but again, these are, you know, yeah. somebody's idea yeah, of what it looks like. So, I mean, it may not even be what I think it is. The only official picture I have, I think, is picture eight. <laughs> um, there's not a lot of actual official pictures of this thing available. So, it's kind of a bummer that information differs from picture to picture. But at the same time... Hey, it's a tabletop role-playing game. It means to some extent we get to make it up ourselves, I guess. So. And in my opinion, yeah. I don't know how you could, you know, fire those thrusters if that's what they are and the ship not just go spinning. That's my opinion, though. I don't know. I don't know how it could thrust from the top and maintain a straight course, but <laughs> I don't know. That's just me. Also on the engineering deck, one and three, there's this kind of machinery that are different lengths. Machinery is different size. Oh, I see what you mean. I didn't even notice that. So these jump drives don't appear to be identical. All right, well... If we have no more theories or opinions to discuss, um, we can jump on into it. Anybody got anything else? Wesley, you got a confused look. You got something? No. Okay. All right, well, then everybody tell me where they are on the ship specifically at the moment. Well, um... I think we were still on the cargo deck. No, we went, we were at the question mark deck. 
Tara, I can't remember your character's name. Lucy. Lucy. Lucy and Taz were on the question mark deck, and we found those, um, like the room, yeah, metalworking rooms, and the, what was the other one? Machine parts, small work, maybe like jewelry and electronic repair. Okay, uh, Wesley, do you remember where you were? Um, I believe, I think I was at the bridge deck with Butterbeard. Yeah, I remember you were on the bridge deck with the, with the professor and the cameraman. Butterbeard, do you remember if you're with, um... Yeah. Ronan. Ronan or not? He okay. Helped with the, um... The, uh... What is the... The professor and the... Documentarian. We both helped uh, put out the tether. Yeah. Yep, yep. And now you know what that looked like. Um, and what are you all wearing? Uh, I think we're all wearing back suits. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You're all wearing back suits. All righty. Well, I think uh, last we heard, um, Lucy was still using her EM sensor to track down where might be a good place to turn the power on. Mm -hmm. Aside from that, I don't know what everybody was all about. What we could do with those pods is we could try to determine if they're energy independent. Oh, yeah. Hmm. But wouldn't I have to do that from up there? Yeah, I was just... Thinking out loud, that might determine what they are. Or it could give us a hint. Okay, well, let's see here. I should probably put some words in the mouths of um, the professor and the documentarian um, so that the boys have something to play off of. Um... The professor, of course, is very excited, very fascinated, and he would surely be eager, now that he's had a look around the bridge, he would surely be eager to get up to the next deck. Um, oh, you know what? Maybe he could even say he wants to see this children's drawing that is so terribly frightening to everyone. Um, and so I would say that the professor has just made it clear that he and the documentarian uh, want to be escorted up to the quarters deck, the living deck. How do you guys uh, go about that? Or what do you feel about that or whatever? I don't care. I think yeah. maybe either Wesley or I go first and then the other one of us uh, goes left. That's a good idea. Um, let's keep in mind it's still pitch black in here. I'm visualizing flashlight beams. If we were all around the table, I probably would have given everybody a flashlight and, and said that uh, you can't speak in character unless you're shining a flashlight. I want everybody to remember it's black in here and you got little flashlight beams to illuminate anything. And again, remember it's zero gravity. 
Um, again, if we were at the table, I'd make sure I'd make everybody hold onto the table with one hand like this as a constant reminder that if you let go, you're going to float away. The only reason, well, aside from we're not at the table, the reason I thought better of that is because Vlad was the one who said, well, couldn't I hold onto things with my feet? And I don't want anybody's feet on my nice, uh, space tablecloth. So, <laughs> um, so, okay. Uh, which one of you wants to take point leading these guys to the next deck? You'll I'll take point? Yeah. Okay. And uh, who remembers? How do you get up to the next deck? Through hatches. Oh, yeah, the hatches. Okay. Well, uh, what kind of hatch is it? Uh, a ceiling uh, hatch. Okay. So is that an iris valve? I guess not. It says hatch. Okay. Um, all right. So Ronan leads these two guys through zero G up this ladder. And Butterbeard is bringing up the rear, watching those six. And yeah, you guys make it up to the quarter deck. And again, I think I'll go with, well, and of course the documentarian talking about um, as we go through this dark ladder, what mysteries await us on the next floor. Uh, of course, you know what, I, I forgot to get the picture. Um, I had a picture of the kind of camera I was visualizing. It's like the, the, like, like the old VHS-C cameras. It's like half the size of a loaf of bread. You hold it in your hand, it's kind of about this long, I guess. Except he's got a big spotlight on top of it. So as they're going up this dark ladder, it ain't dark at all. It's it's flooded with uh, this bright light. So yeah, you guys come up into the quarter deck. The, um, the cameraman is playing up the danger that we're going to look at the, the, um, the ancient curse symbol that has been placed on this stateroom. Does anyone dare here breach the sanctum of, or breach what could be the sanctum of some ancient horror, etc.? So, we will say that the four of you have arrived at, you said it's room nine, Vlad? Yes. Yeah, room nine. Um, now, what are the two, uh, what are Lucy and Taz doing this whole time? I want to go up to engineering, and I think Tara, Lucy, Tara, Lucy, you're <laughs> right. Because if you look at the engineering deck, number six is an airlock. Mm. Mm, yeah. Number oh, yeah. six is oh. an airlock. Okay, interesting. <clears throat> so, if that was just part of the ship, you would think they wouldn't need an airlock. Also, in nine and ten, there are um, there are air, there are hatches. I think they're the ones that are on the ceiling. Uh, Ronan, what were you trying to say? I believe that in the it's it's like uh, if anything could happen in there. Uh, they could, like, sh uh, shut the door and, like... Seal it off? Yeah. Because well, there's lots of hatches going up. 
okay. the sides or out the sides. I got two words I'd like to bring up with you guys. Jeffrey's tubes? I mean, if they're engines, they're going to require maintenance. It's not like it would only be reparable from the outside. Um, and as far as airlocks, I would like to point out 12 down there, which, as you may recall seeing in the pictures, there's a huge glass dome on the tail end of your ship. I can think of, well, let's see, about 128 reasons why you would want to be able to seal off that section of the ship. So that's a little um, opposing thought there. So 9 and 10 are the lateral shafts. Mm-hmm. That go up to the whatever these things are. Oh, so they're not the ones that just go straight perpendicular or straight out. Uh, straight out. Um, 9 and 10 are definitely the shafts that connect to these mystery pods that are on the upper back, upper rear of the ship. And so... Um, Taz wants to go up to engineering, and um, Lucy wants I'm to accompany to, him. Yeah, because I assume that's where to get the power going. Alrighty, now let's see. Um, how do you get up to engineering? You walk through the gangway. Uh huh. Yep. And yes, that takes you up to engineering now. Believe it or not, we already only have two minutes left until the bio break. Um, so I think we'll leave you two hanging, and we will ask the boys. Vlad, I would think, has some clear ideas about what he wants to do to try to get into this room. Um, what's your theory? What's your plan? Oh. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Ronan has a plus one strength. Yeah. So we could, he could um, either do it by himself or we could try both doing it. Now you remember that this is a sliding door, right? Yeah, or okay. we could blow it up. Okay. All right. Now, do you personally have any explosives? Yeah, I have some grenades. Uh, I have fried grenades. Okay. All righty. I think. The second <clears throat> when we try to um, open the door, we, like, put something in there, and, like, just in case if anything happens. Like uh, another explosive you could set off with a button or something in case there's a big monster in there? It's an interesting theory. Do you have anything like that, Vlad? Do you have a remote detonator? All you have are grenades? I also have a grenade launcher in my gun. True. True. Okay. All right. So I am right now looking at room nine, um, and you're going to want to set a grenade down in front of it and just uh, hide around the corner and blow that door up, right? Yeah. Okay. Your employer objects to that. He does not want any harm done to this place. This is a... Um, um, a great scientific discovery, so he says you're going to have to do it in a non-destructive manner. Doesn't it suck to have a boss? But, on that note, uh, it's 10, 12 seconds to the bio break. What? 
I could stun him and then do it. Oh, <laughs> there's a thought. All right, that's our first bio break right there already, everybody. Okay. All right, are we all back? Yep. All right, I'm rolling the timer. Now, um, so Vlad and Ronan, what you gonna do? The boss is uh, saying he doesn't want you to destroy anything. Would you like I to try to, huh? I think Wesley should try to kind of break the door open because he has a plus one in strength. Okay. Hmm. Do you have a you have a blade? Yeah, I also. But you use it as like a lever. We could also try that. You mean like um, stick the blade in there and try to pry it? Yeah. Okay. Is that what uh, is that your final answer? Is that what you'd like to try? Mm. I think West. Uh, I think Ronan should first maybe try to force it open because he has plus one strength. Okay. Oh, and Ronan has a long blade, yeah. which would make a better lever. Uh huh. There we go. Hmm. Well, just give me your final decision, somebody. Yeah, I think first I'll try... Um, Just pulling it? Yeah. All right, well, I'm not going to make you roll because I can tell you now, no, it won't budge. Again, there's a little wiggle to it where you can tell that it's not locked, it's jammed. So using your bare hands did not accomplish it. All right, they're thinking, Let's. Uh, or do you have something? I, I mean... Oh. No, I'm still thinking okay. the process. Well, the boss is looking at this um, drawing, and he says, it's a crayon drawing of a coiled snake. I got a few like them on my refrigerator at home that my five-year-old draws. So I don't see the big deal. I think you guys should go ahead and get that door open. So, while you guys give that a little bit more think, I know that they are at engineering, um, waiting to find out what uh, they can find. So, so tell me something, y'all. You just came up that uh, gangway. Oh, yeah, you know what? I should probably make clear. Despite what the book says, there between four and five is a large airlock um, locking off uh, it's a big airlock hatch door that's sealing off um, the hydroponics section. That's what four and five is? Uh, between four and five. Because five is the gangway that goes up, and then four is where a hydroponics starts. But it doesn't show a hatch or anything. So oh. I'm, I'm saying that there is a big airlock door there. What is the gray stuff next to it? Um, those are... Hmm. Are those the plant boats? Well, this is why I was asking where you guys were, but fine. Because otherwise, how are you going to get, if there's something blocking the way up to the... Okay, so as you look through the window on the airlock going into hydroponics, you can see that those are the walkways, and they're completely oh. grown over. The middle section there is actually the planter, the where all the, the plants way. are. Um, but yes, now when you... Uh, now. 
the thing is so overgrown that you can't even see the walking paths on the sides. However, you can see the large, uh, looks like it's an iris right there, so you can't go into six without opening it. Um, oh, well, six, yeah, it even says it's an airlock, so. So, well, yes. I think we should start with the front. Yeah. Okay. Um, just to put a bow on it, um, this airlock is the, the going into hydroponics is the type that would surely open easily if there was power. So, now as far as the forward of this ship, okay, that long gray bar that starts over there at two, that long gray bar, actually, I have a description of it. Um, it's a solid area containing a complex set of electronics parts and several solid silver bus bars, whatever that means. So I'm summarizing it or changing it. Um, these are consoles, interfaces, terminals, panels, etc. You have, you have clearly reached the heart of the ship, okay? And then coming out of the top of this huge thing are a whole bunch of cables that go up into the ceiling panels. Okay, so yes, there's this huge, I mean, we can call it control console, whatever. Um, it is definitely the heart of the ship systems. And then down there all the way at the end too, okay, it says forward control area. Um, that little console that you see at the end there, oh, there it is. A complete set of jump controls are installed at this point, including a computer terminal. So yes, that's what that little thing is at two. So on the deck, were there two, there are two sets of jump controls, right? You mean on the bridge? Yes. On the bridge, yeah. Um, by the way, guys, um, since you're not Dulos characters, you're people who've been living in this universe for 30-some-odd years, you know you've never seen a ship with two jump drives in it. This is bizarre. I mean, why would you need two of them? It doesn't make sense. So it's not just you guys sitting at the table that would be puzzled. Your characters would be profoundly puzzled as well. Well, should we go? I think we should go into one. Well, I want to use the EM probe to see if I can get the power on. Okay. Um, I'll let him look at this first, and then we will do some EM probe stuff. So, yes, the engineering area has two jump drives. These sensors on, on the ship you came from, the Amanda Dorlac, identified them as jump drives. Same, by the way, as it identified the things on the top rear as maneuver drives. The starboard jump drive is easily recognizable as a jump drive. However, the port side drive is unlike any jump drive you've ever seen. The overall configuration is jump drive-like, but you can't actually identify any of the usual components. Could the ship sensors have been wrong? Mm. All right, now... I wrote some things about the consoles. There we go. Um, EM readings. Give me 
Give me some kind of reading for your, or some kind of roll for your uh, EM reader thingy. Education? I would think so, yeah. So yeah, I guess I'll just use um, education. Okay, what kind of electronic skills do you have, though? I don't. Oh, alright. Yeah. So sure, go for it. <laughs> Three, four. Okay. Well, you haven't found it yet. You're just going to have to keep on looking. Um, Taz, what are you doing while she is looking over all these consoles and controls and stuff? I want to see if the hydroponics area has plants that I recognize or don't recognize. Okay. All right. Well, looking through the window there, um, you see... Yes, you see the entire area is overgrown with plants. An iris valve is obvious aft with the two corridors leading forward or not being concealed by the extensive growth. Overhead, the area is roofed by transparent sloping ceiling panels and banks of lights. None of the plants are recognizable. There are large leaf, small leaf, vine, flower. It's all here, but you've never, uh, but none you've ever seen. And yes, there are some kind of fruits or vegetables on the various plants, um, but again, they're unrecognizable. And if there is a way to summarize an edible thing that grows on a plant, other than saying it's either a fruit or a vegetable, I don't know what to call it. So we're just going with, you see what are obviously edible things on these plants in there, okay? Leaves, roots. Uh, well, you see, you see it all. You see some that are growing on vines. You see some that are coming out of leaves, like cauliflowers or lettuces or whatever. Um, <clears throat> yeah. You see everything but recognize nothing. Okay. Now, let's talk about this, um, go back to this room nine thing. Uh-oh, here he comes early. He's ready for his close-up, Mr. DeMille. Um, let's, uh, talk about this locked room again, or this, I think, go ahead. I, I, I'm going to try to kick the door to see if anything else, to, like, break down through. All right, I'll have you roll for injury. <laughs> um, no, you weren't injured, but no, that door don't budge. Oh. And it's interesting that the professor... He's absolutely clueless. He seems to not understand reality. He says, what are you wasting time for? Get that door open. What were you going to say, Wesley? Uh, I'm going to uh, use my dagger. Like, at, uh, if there's like a little um, side right here. And, like Try to pry it open? Yeah. All right. Um, give me a... Hang on, let me write down something real quick for my own reference. Um, hmm. Uh, okay. Alright, give me a strength check. That's 2d6? Hmm? Uh, 2d6? Yes. Okay. 
Eight. Eight. Uh, you pry and can tell that this thing ain't going nowhere. Short of an explosive or something. I don't know, maybe... Okay, you know what? I'll tell you that you do get a foothold in there with the knife. It feels like if you had something sturdier and longer and enough guys pushing on it, you might be able to pry that door open. Well, I have a blade, and maybe Wesley and I could both do it. A blade, like a knife blade? Has a long blade. You have a long blade. Okay. Wait a minute. Ronan has a long blade. Okay. Um, I'm going to warn you now that uh, that roll I just had you do, Ronan, if you had gotten over a 10, I would have said, no, the door did not open, but you have just bent your dagger and it's ruined forever. So let's keep in mind, guys, that whatever you use to try to pry it, it might end up useless to you for anything else afterwards. You could check the one of those like utility room things. Um, maybe we could go to the like the workshop room. There's most likely like laser tools there. Oh, laser tools! Interesting. Mm. Or get a try to find a crowbar and like. Right. Yeah. Stick it in there. Yeah. So where on the. Could we maybe agree to call it the workshop deck? Sure. Because that seems to be what it's for. These are workshops. Um, What um, workshop would you... Well, okay, Vlad, are you going to go by yourself to try to find a tool, or are you two going and leaving the other two guys there, or what's happening? I'm going to go stay with the uh, You'll stay others. there. All right. So, Vlad, you are going to head down to the, uh, work, or up to the workshop deck? Yeah. All right. Well, then we will leave you on your way. Um, Lucy, how's it going over there on those consoles? You want to try another pass with your EM thing? Mm-hmm. Give me a roll. Eleven. Eleven. Okay. Would you like to notify everybody that you, know, you think you've found it and you'll have the power on in a few minutes? Mm-hmm. All right. So there is the word out that uh, you guys should have power in a few minutes. So, yes, you cannot open the um, airlock there until you have power. All right. I'll just wait. Okay. Let me see if I've got anything else in these notes that I might be able to entice you with. I mean, you could start looking at the mysterious jump drive and see if you can make some kind of sense of why it's so different. If you've got a skill that you sure, can Sure, I can do that. Okay. Is that an electronics role? Mechanic role? Um, I would allow you either. Okay. How I'll about mechanics? Right. Okay, let's look at it this way. There is no power. But as I said, you can recognize that the overall configuration is jump drive-like, but you can't discern any of the usual components. So maybe with your mechanics ability, you could begin looking at these components. Um, uh, as I understand it, somebody who's only worked on American cars 
if they look under the hood of a Toyota, it's all completely different. But give them enough time and they can figure it out. Okay, here's the manifold, etc. So maybe you could discern something. So go for it. Mechanics roll. You can add your intelligence. Or, yeah. Education? No, make it intelligence this time, since the parts are unrecognizable. Oh, boy. Three. Okay. Um, So you're standing there um, with your hands in your pockets. Um... Boys, is there anything you're doing at the moment? Oh, that's right. You're on your way to the... All right, what... Uh, which shop do you want to check, Vlad? Uh, I think I'll check probably one, because it says there are, like, machine tools, workbench yeah. cabinets filled with... Right. Okay, so what kind of role can you give me for trying to find something? I could do mechanic. Yeah, well... All right, sure. Give me a mechanics roll for your search for a crowbar or whatever. Eight. You find something you hope will work. Um, It seems stout enough. It seems long enough. In fact, we'll say it's long enough to put three guys on it. Okay, um, looks like that um, a couple of them could get on the pushing side while one gets on the pull side. Okay, you think it will work. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that. Um, Lucy, give us a roll to try to get that power back on. Or have you thought better of it? No. Oh, okay. I'm looking at my skills. I guess... The only one I have is education. Yeah, fair enough. Give me or should I do intelligence because this isn't... Yeah. Let's say... alien technology. Let's... Well, yeah, you're right. All right, intelligence. You're right. Nine. Nine! All right, guys. Um... Lucy, you succeeded. Tell everybody the good news. Woohoo! We got the power on. All right, and I am finding that. Um, Let there be light. Uh huh. <laughs> All right. When they turn the power on, okay, lights come on. Control panel screens all over the ship come to life. The gravity comes on quickly, but not suddenly. So all of a sudden, I mean, it's not like you have to catch yourself. It's more the feeling like in an elevator that starts to go down. All of a sudden, everything gets heavy again. In fact, you feel extra heavy. You feel very heavy. Anybody who does anything from here on out is going to have to, uh, that involves physical something, you're going to have to take a minus one while you are acclimating to the gravity back on. Okay, you guys now have power on the ship. Speak. Who wants to do something first? I do. All right, Vlad, what's it going to be? I want to go back to room nine. All right. Poof, you're at room nine. Now I also want to open the door. All righty. So, let's see. I got to find that again. There we are. All right. So, 
You've got a long pole. What are you going to do? So I think Wesley and I should push, and maybe the, the boss or the camera guy should pull. Uh, the moment you even look at the camera guy, he says, don't look at me, man. I'm documenting all of this. I want to get what happens on film. Okay, right. then I'll, the boss pull. Yep, so I am going to say that the boss is old. He has a minus one for strength. <laughs> um, or on, uh, wait a minute, who's, the, who's got the lowest strength modifier and what is it? Zero, I assume? I have a minus one. You have, have a minus one. So we're going to say that he's got your strength and we're going to add a minus one because of his age. What I need is for all three of us to try to move this bar, and I need all three of us to get a success with a strength check. Go. Well, I got a success. Six, seven, nine. You got a success? All right. I got a success. Wow. Okay, so that bar does not bend. I gotta, I gotta get down to the. Um, here it is. Okay, the three of you, or actually, I'd be the one. No, I'm helping to push. Ah, come on, everybody! Come on, vlog. Let's see it. You're pushing, ah, and all of a sudden. The door gives way, Step back. and all this dust, come, like a big cloud of dust comes out. No, you're in a vac suit, so oh. it's not going to bother Ooh. you. <clears throat> all of this dust comes rolling out of this room, I mean, to the point that you guys are kind of blinded for a moment. What are you doing in this moment? <clears throat> uh, I'm going to be at the ready with my gun. Okay. I'll draw my sword. Okay, we got a sword drawn. We got a gun drawn. The dust, after a couple of moments, is... Wait a minute. Are you guys being absolutely silent? Yeah. Or are you, like, screaming? Or <laughs> are you throwing up a quick, our father? What are you doing in this huge cloud of dust? I'm being silent. Silent. Wow. Okay, well... The cameraman is not being silent, and neither is the professor, and so you two guys hear all of this commotion over the radio. How, um, how would you like to handle this? Uh, what's all that racket down there? <coughs> Somebody describe oh. the situation. Well, um, we, we were able to open door number nine, and dust suddenly came out of all this dust came out of this room. So you're screaming because of dust. Um, I'm going to say, by the way, that this, I'm thinking of Detroit. It's like a red rust kind of a dust that's floating out. Uh, Eric, I thought I heard you start to say something. Um, I was going to ask, do you guys need help? Um, no, I don't think. Nope. The boys don't think they need help. All right. Um, the um, dust is getting thinner, seems to be dispersing out and settling down. 
Um, you can now, because of uh, all the flashlights and the uh, cameraman's bright light, um, you can see that there is stuff inside. This is not an empty room. Is, since the power's back on, is it their light now? That is a good point. That is a good point. Um, but you know what? There's not light in this room. Like someone um, blew it up. Yeah, we'll say that this room is darkened for whatever reason. Um, and as the cloud disperses more and more, um, you see, a, uh, well, you do see some some pile of clothes, like, kind of everywhere, and, oh, please, I hope those are piles of clothes there. Uh-oh. But they're not. Oh. They're four dead bodies. Three adults and one child. I'm gonna... Pass out? Yeah. I'm gonna go, uh, rest somewhere. Oh, you're gonna run away? Okay. You better not wretch in your suit. Um, oh, did you say wretch? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ronan needs to be a doctor. Right, right. Um, I would think as a former doctor, you might be able to tell us yeah, something. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go look at the bodies and okay. something in my chest. All right. So, yeah, you guys, you're, you're, as was pointed out, you're now on your feet. You're very heavy. Oof. The doctor goes walking in. You can observe that the three adults and one child, the book says they are all exhibiting considerable corruption. Now, I'm going to assume that in medical terminology, that means they're like, they've been dead a long time and they're pretty rotted and stuff. I would assume so. Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah, you got these four been, been dead a long time bodies laying there, and this dust that's, I mean, at this point, you guys are looking a little orangey-brown because it's all over your vac suits. It's spread out all over the deck, and it's still kind of still crawling along all over the deck. So, I have a question. I wouldn't think that bodies would rot in space. Why not? There's no, like, bacteria or anything to break down. Interesting. So, kind of a mystery, isn't it? Atmosphere. Just in time for our bio break, everybody. Okay. All right. So, there are uh, rotting dead bodies in this room, and this huge cloud of rust-colored dust is dispersing all over... What's next? Um, we got two different scenes going on. Whoever's got something to do in their scene, go for it. Let's see, I just examined those bodies. that They were dead for, like, a long time. Held a mirror in front of their face, took their pulse. Yeah, they've definitely been dead a very long time. Oh, that's right. Maybe we should continue this ponderance that um, Taz brought up. Well, I guess one thing I don't know now that I think about it, is there any atmosphere in the ship? Um, who has a way to test whether or not there's atmosphere in the ship? Well, aren't there plants? There are plants in the ship. Well, that's an scientific gear. Scientific gear, but you don't know what that... 
We could say there's an EM or a uh, atmospheric checker kind of thing. Do you want to do that? Let me look in the book. Carry on. Okay. Um, well, yeah. All right. She's going to look up what her scientific equipment does. So, somebody else jump in. Um, I want to investigate the rest of the room. Like, are there closets or anything? Okay. Um, let's see. We got dead bodies. In addition, dirty linen is piled in the corners of the room, and the floor is filthy. So there's, in nine, I can see there's two beds, a chair. There's two things of machinery, and... Oh, no, there could be a desk in a closet. Yeah, well, I... Th- yeah. Um... So, it does not give me any information in anything in this room. Um, so I guess I'm supposed to make it up myself. And fine, I think it matches up perfectly with everything so far. It looks like these four people barricaded themselves in this room, and they've been living in here. And so, yes, there's that water closet they've all been using. Um, but yes, uh, we'll go ahead and say there's empty... Ration containers and stuff like yeah, that. It looks so like these people barricaded themselves and were living in here. So, so it's probably... Does, uh, can Ronan determine a cause of death? Go ahead. <clears throat> I could probably say um, that there was something that was on this ship and they ran out of, like... Uh, stuff to eat and drink, and they starved to death. Looks like it looks like they starved to death, and probably froze to death since the power uh, was uh, was turned off. Okay, um, I I think that they starved to death is a good idea, um, but I will say that you have no signs that they froze to death. Now, Lucy, did you find something about your scientific equipment? No. Okay, well then let's just leave it vague. Um, and we will say that you used your Atmo detection thing, and it says that this ship has atmosphere, and it's had atmosphere for a long time. Only the gravity was off because the power was off. Which would expand, explain why the body's decomposed. Yes. Yeah, like... The atmosphere was turned off. If it was very cold, they wouldn't decompose either. Right, so... They would still... It would seem it wasn't very cold in here. And I shouldn't be... It's cold in here now? Uh, No, it's a comfortable 25 degrees Celsius. (laughs) That's what the book says. Eric's looking for it. 777, okay. That's, uh, it always felt hot in Russia, but maybe that's because the winches are so cold. <laughs> and by the way, for the record, yes, this re- is written by an English guy. That's, uh, he's from the UK. That's why everything is millimeters in Celsius, and it's a lift, not an elevator and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We were happy when the summers got to 18. Ah, okay. Our, I think we should check... There was a frozen, like, person in the cargo bay. I wonder if it could be, if we could unfreeze the person or, or anything like that. Since there's all well, the bell on, maybe we could get some information. 
uh, I could tell the professor that there's a frozen human in the cargo bay, and he'd probably be very interested. What do you want to tell them? I don't mind. That's an interesting point. All right, you know what? He's actually disappointed that there's so much sign of human life on this ship. He was hoping for living aliens, not dead humans. So if um, you tell him that there's somebody in cryosleep, um, he'd probably be very interested in that, maybe wake him up and get some answers. So um, we want to say the four of you are heading up to the engineering deck, I mean to the cargo deck. Mm, yeah, I think okay. I figured out the cause of death. Okay, so let's say that you guys are en route to the cargo deck. Let's catch up with our engineering deck people. You have gotten the power on, and you are able to... Well, you have gotten the power on. What would you like to go... Oh, what would you like to do next? Not go to Disneyland. Um... Find a cable so I can jack it into my port on the back of my head. Okay. The computer. All right. I'll I'll give you that. That yes, you can jack into the computer. I mean, it fits in my. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The back of your head. Um. What kind of roll do you need to make on something like that? I don't know. Well, then how about, um, you know, we keep using these education checks, but what does your education actually consist of? What did you go to school for? The police academy. Ah, yeah. Who is our engineer? Oh. I could help. I have electronics, too. Okay, that would be good. I don't have any electronics. I don't know why they gave me this jack thing in my head. Well, you're the one who actually chose the uh, combat augment, though, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Um, uh, by the way, a call comes from the other ship, and the people over there... Uh, do you remember who is still on the other ship? Anybody Ooh. remember? Mm. The cook? No, that's he's also the cameraman. He's with you. On board the ship is Lily, and she's oh, the yeah. computerist, codebreaker, math person who is going to try to decode the encrypted signal that it sends out from time to time. And there's John Winderman, the Scion, um, psychic. Um, and Lily calls over and says, whatever you guys did over there, John has started screaming for some reason. Um, he should have seen it coming. Huh? <laughs> he should have seen, seen it coming. <laughs> uh, no doubt. Um, so uh, they are actually reporting that, or Lily is actually reporting that to the professor. You guys are overhearing it. Um, and the professor says, uh, well, he's probably just excited. Just give him a few minutes. We're all excited to see the power come on. Um... Okay. So, intelligence and investigate, which I only have a zero in, so... Okay, sure. Give it a roll. Let's see what you can deduce by jacking into the computer. Eight. You make contact with the ship's computer... 
it's unlike anything you've ever experienced. The, the first thing that strikes you is how so disorganized it is. You are used to jacking into a computer and navigating very organized pathways to get to whatever it is that you're trying to connect with. This computer, it makes no sense. The, it, you can't navigate your way through. You are connected, but you can't receive any data. You can't seem to control anything. Um, I think we'll have to leave it at that. So I can't, like, download it? No, it's just too alien. It's like Windows and Mac. It's just too corrupted. Could I use languages? Mm, No, because you don't even... You're not even able to access the files, the systems, nothing. It's like being lost in a huge maze that you know there's a hundred treasures hidden in here, but you see nothing. You're just lost in a maze. Is there a way I could send it over to the ship for the computer genius? Mm, It'd help if I knew more about this, Jack, but I'm going to assume no. I'm going to assume that it's not like I could download something into my brain and be a walking USB drive and then go upload it into the computer or something. So, um, who else is doing what? Actually, Eric, uh, Taz, please, go have a look at those consoles. I want you to give me some kind of role so I can tell you some things. Okay. Electronics? That'd be good, yeah. Intelligence or education? Um, Let's go with intelligence. Okay, so that's ten. All right. Um, You see what you believe to be power indicators. Um, It's hard to read the things on this screen because not only is it in an alien language, but it's a kind of interface you've never dealt with. Same kind of problems that Lucy is having being jacked into the thing. Um, But you think you see that power is flowing to all areas of the ship, um, that life support has been activated, that, so far as you, you, it'd be like looking at a console and seeing a whole bunch of green lights, even if you don't know what the indicators are indicating. It looks to you like there's a whole bunch of green lights. Um, okay. Yeah, should I do another roll at the jump drives now that I there's power coming? If you want to, sure. Okay. Uh, you mean at the drive itself or at the um, the console there? I was thinking of the drive itself. Okay, which drive? The Number three, one. The weird one? Uh, All right, so that's mechanics, intelligence, 12. Um, okay. I am lost. Is it the weird one you're looking at? Yeah. Okay. Well, you're more confident that, yes, it is a jump drive, um, but you still can't fully understand the 
technology of it. It's either older than anything you've ever seen and they just don't make them this way anymore, or it's something that's way beyond our current understanding of science. And it's even hard to know which one. It would help if you were to able to identify more of the individual components, um, which is something that will happen in time, but that's what you've gotten from this particular investigation. Did you have something? Okay. All right, so let's uh, give the boys a chance here. Um, oh, that's right. You're heading up to the cargo deck, and you are going to show him the... Um, well, what, what, what are you going up there to show him? The person that's frozen. And yeah. where is that person? It's in... Uh... The, like, upper part of Cargo Bay, I think. Right around number... Two, I think. Okay, I'm looking at the deck plan, and it was over there in the area of where the number three is on yeah. that wall, behind a big pile of empty crates. When you lead him to behind the empty crates, um, you kind of... Maybe you give him a little, aha, see... And the professor says, see what? There's a blinking light. Yeah, there's no blinking lights. Can we try pressing the, any of those circle buttons? Uh, yeah, there are big circles in the wall with a little cell phone sized thing in the center. Um, when you touch the one that was flashing before, it just goes, eh -eh. And the professor says, would you like to explain yourself, Butterbeard? You're wasting my time. Oh, it was there before. It was the light before. Maybe oh, ask... The power off again. Maybe ask Taz... Uh, Lucy? Yeah, Lucy. About the, uh, the woman in the crow tube. Yeah, they've let you guys know that um, they can't open it now, and that light is no longer blinking. Maybe we should turn off the power again. I assume I know how I got the power on. Yes. Um, is you... there any way I can try to isolate that one? That room? That deck? No, you're not that advanced yet. Um, but could you turn the power off and have every reason to believe you could turn it back on again? Yes. All right, I'll turn the power off. All right, I wish I had a cool sound effect Everybody for Everybody hold on to something. Yeah. So all the power shuts down once again. You guys kind of float up off the floor a little bit. Um, and... Uh, the professor is staring at you, uh, Butterbeard, not at the light. And as everything goes dark, the light does not come back on. Hmm. You check on the other one. Theory that... Uh... Uh, she was put in there for some 
reason, like uh, some disease mm. that came to her. But since the power was off, she, you, you uh, practically can't like. Since it's like off, it won't like go through from anything. Like she's probably uh, long dead, probably. Hmm, it's an interesting idea. So it kind of is a morgue, maybe, where the people who die they put them in these things to keep anybody else from. Okay, could be. Um. Somebody speak. I do want to go and, and look look around, see if any of the other panels are blinking, or press all the panels. Okay, so you want to go back down to the cargo deck? Yeah. And how do you get to the cargo deck now? I go down the gangway, and then there's a hatch. Oh, right, because the power is now off again, right. Okay, so you go down the gangway... Um, and then you go down the hatch, brings you down to quarters deck, and you're still up there in engineering, right? Okay. And you want to push some of the buttons on the other circles, and yeah. they all give you the error sound. Uh -uh. Okay. Maybe like they Tara said that maybe she has to be there in order. Okay, I'll go down there. Okay. I'll save some human, human I'll save some time and say you get down there and you guys get the same results. It just seems this thing ain't gonna open again. How about we blow it up? I could do an EM reading. Sure, go for it. Intelligence. I'd say more education, but yeah. Um I won't make you roll on it. The EM sensor oh, shows right. the same thing that you saw before, um, that yes, it is powered. And all of these circles in the wall seem to be powered. Even when the rest of the ship power is off. You know what? I could, go ahead and give me a roll, because I've got another hint I could give. Make it education, I would think. Nine. Nine. Um... There's no power conduits running away from these. It's like each one of them is somehow independently powered. You can't see where the power is coming from. You just see that there's power behind each one of these circles. Maybe, maybe we started some process and we just need to wait for it to complete. Like the oven door is locked when you put it on self-clean. Right, yeah. <laughs> How timely. We, we just ran the self-clean a couple of days ago, so it's <laughs> fresh in all our memories. We had a little Totino's incident, so... <laughs> maybe we should... Maybe we have to touch different part of the circle. Or like a... Well, I should probably go back up and turn all the power on. I can go yeah, ahead. Yeah, we should keep on exploring. Yeah, I can go ahead and tell you guys you're not going to get any results. Yeah, not. Nothing's going to happen no matter where you touch it. So, um, we'll shortcut. You want to go back up and get the power turned back on, and it does successfully come back on. You have lights. You have 
gravity. Um, and uh, just a quick check, where is everybody at at this very moment here? I want to be an engineering deck. Okay. Yeah, me too. Okay. So everybody yeah, is on engineering? Mm -hmm. Is there oxygen? Uh, yes, she, she did the atmosphere check, and yes, everything is fine. Because maybe now we can take off our back suits. True. I'm not, I'm not going to take off my back suits. Yeah, I'm not either. I don't know what that red dust was. Uh-huh. Yeah, I better. Yeah, and you, be uh... contagion. Somebody would surely notice that the boys that came up from the quarters deck, um, and they've joined you on engineering, you can see they've left a trail of footprints of the dust um, where they came walking up. Um, okay, so everybody is on engineering, and I keep losing my place. You hear that buzz buzz sound coming from the forward control area. Um, who is still in that immediate vicinity? All of you, or what? I know I am. Well, you can see on a screen um, accompanying this buzz buzz, um, it is flashing an image. And let's see here, where should I put this? I guess I'll put it on the Anik Nova page. So everybody head over there. Okay, that symbol is flashing on one of the screens in engineering. It mostly sounds like an error but it also sounds like an alert. What happens if we touch it? Nothing. Maybe it's for how many people they're on. Then, but there's seven big circles and two small circles. Like children are the small circles, and the adults are the big circles. Well, that is the bio break, so I guess we will take the bio break where we're supposed to. Oops. Okay. All right, we're all back, I assume. I'm starting the timer. Um, yeah, it's flashing an error or an alert. It's got that image on it. The professor and the documentarian... Um, are overhearing you guys talking and hearing you mention the error, and the professor suggests that somebody get to the bridge or something and try to see what might be going on elsewhere. Yeah, I could... it, who is qualified to even work the bridge or take a stab at understanding the displays or whatever. Probably I'm the best qualified. Okay. Would you like to head down to the bridge and have a look? <coughs> sure. I'll, I'll, um, uh, guard, um, uh, Taz, 
So you'll go with Taz? All right. So the two of them are heading for the bridge. Um, We've got... Oh, how are you going to get to the bridge? Now we can take the lift. That's right, you can. So you would like to get into the lift, I assume. Yeah. All right. Which button will you press? Uh, let's start with the lower left. Everybody take a moment and look at the which button do you press. That's the buttons in the elevator. Down. Oh. <clears throat> Everybody take a moment to think about them. Maybe the upper right. It's any of the upper ones because those are on the pods. Those um, things. Mm, that's a good point. So what button well, do you want to hit? Take you to either of those. It's straight up, left, down, or up. So yeah, um, Taz and Ronan, which button do you want to press? Let's do lower left. Yeah, lower left. Lower left. All right. So, so you push that button. That uh, It's the one that kind of looks like a seven, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yes, you move, um, I guess that would be downward, and then it opens up, and you are at the cargo deck. Oh, yeah, that's the same step on on the doors. Now he's got it. Okay. So how about the lower right? Uh, What's it look like? Uh, Up arrow. Oh, this one must... Down is the engineer. It looks like the up arrow. Yeah. And that is the Um, question. Okay, when you push the one that looks like the upper arrow, the elevator moves, and it opens on the workshop deck. Which deck? Workshop. Okay. Let's do the up arrow. Okay. When you press the up arrow... Uh, wait a minute. I thought that's the one you did. Oh, sorry, the down arrow. The down arrow. Huh? The living deck. Yes, it opens at the living deck. Anybody got it figured out yet? See, down the living deck. Then the I means it goes to the bridge. The cargo. Up, probably to the bridge. Um, so if you hit the one that looks like, uh... Uh, an eye, then yes, it opens to the bridge deck. So, is everybody looking at a deck page of some kind? Um. Just pick a deck and open it. I don't care which one. Okay. What's the very first thing you read on the page? Anybody? Oh, Painted yeah, painted on the iris valve at this level is bigger eye. It could be one, two, three, four, because 
the numbers are also one and two on the engines. So, our languages, person. Yes, it seems you guys know how to count one through four in the alien language now. And if you look at some of the pictures, it it looks as if. Wait, can you go up again? It's numbers. So that is four. I think so. Wait, the A really means four, or is that? Yeah. So the A really means four, but then there's the va is not um, va. It's Two. Two twenty-four. Is that either? I think yeah, it is. I'll go see what the dog is barking at. You guys talk amongst yourselves. Don't forget one thing. There's no one. No one just doing shit in here. So yeah, I get it. Maybe those are the coordinates or something. Um, so we're saying you've arrived at the bridge, Taz? Yeah. All right. Well, let's see here. There are four consoles in the front and then the one chair in the center. At one of the stations on the bridge, Taz, you, well, you see things going on on a couple different screens. But the first one you look at um, it is a, the screen is flashing this same symbol. Now, what I want you to do, Eric, is tell me which one of those four consoles is flashing that symbol. Let's call it numbered from left to right, A, B, C, and D. Which, um, which console do you think that's coming from? Well, let's do D. Okay. So from D, or on the screen at uh, station D, is flashing that symbol. Now, um, at a different station, you are seeing something else being shown entirely. Now, you have um, astrogation? Yep. Relic. What, uh, do I use any of my other modifiers? You can use intelligence. Nine. Okay. Um, on this, at this bridge station, it appears to you that it is, the computer is plotting a course. Now, I need you to choose which bridge station you see that happening at, A, B, C, or D. We'll do C. Okay. And then finally, at one of the other stations, so you see a lot going on on the bridge. Um, oops, I'm sorry. Okay, well, you know what? At that screen, you see that the computer is running some kind of long-range scan and you see that little symbol again as it is doing this long-range scan. Um, and choose which station that is at. B. Okay. 
Now, what you have unwillingly participated in, or unwittingly participated in is which station on the bridge is which. And I don't think anybody else took notes, so you're going to have to keep that straight. Or again, you could add it to the bridge deck page. Um, so, yes, those three things are going on on the bridge. And, what about station A? Um, there's nothing going on right there. I mean, it's on. It's showing things. Um, the touch, uh, the touch panel is up and operational. I mean, this is the case with everything on the ship now. Um, but no, it's not making any flashing, beeping, buzzing, anything like that. Okay, um, Lucy. It looks like the ship's about to jump to jump space. Let's turn off the power. Okay. Um. So I'm turning off the power. Wow. Yeah, it didn't work. The power didn't shut down. And there on the engineering deck, you can hear around you that something is powering up. Wait, so you can hear what? Something powering up. Well, then I'm going to radio down to them and tell them that I can't get the power to turn off. Let's blow one of let's blow up one of the hyperdrive things. <laughs> the ship begins to move. Bye guys. It is moving slowly. The maneuver drives apparently kick in because the ship, yes, is now in motion. And Lily calls over from the other ship. Who did that? How did you do that? You're going to break the tether bridge. Who did that? How did you do it? It just magically turned on and uh, it's about to warp. Okay, well, guys, I'm looking out the window. The tether bridge is now destroyed. Um, It has just pulled away from the other ship. What can you guys tell me about where you're at right now? You are in the Yorbund system. Somebody find out some things about the Yorbund system. And yeah, I guess I should have been clearer. Well, I don't know if you'd know, Taz, but it doesn't appear that the, the all that you saw was a course being plotted. And fine, we'll say that you would assume that this is a local flight that it's doing, that it's not like it's jumping, it's just maybe exiting the system so it can jump, I don't know, it's, but one way or the other, it's got a, uh, all you saw was it plotting a course, like, to leave the spot that it's sitting at, okay? So, your bond is, it's, like, it's a liquid, it's a liquid planet, not self-supporting, Level 9 technology. They have a starport. It's a Class C starport. With many skilled personnel. It doesn't have a government. A lot of people work in the asteroid belts. Um, that asteroid belt is the um, most significant because um, the ship is steering itself into the asteroid belt. 
Um, in fact, um, it's getting a little unnerving because the ship is sliding between these rocks big enough to do substantial damage, and some are bigger than the ship itself. But it is navigating into this asteroid field. Never tell me the odds. Um, and the Miranda Dorlac ain't following you in there. Um, John, the psychic, has some... Uh, some piloting experience, and he's doing much better now. Um, he's at least not screaming, but he says that, the, or Lily tells you that they are not going to steer into the asteroid belt. Um, this is a, a university ship. It's not like they're going <clears> to <throat> risk getting a dented fender or whatever. So, yes, you guys are going into this asteroid belt, and Taz, you're still on the bridge, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, I... The station, I... Boy, I think it was B, um, where it was doing a long-range scan. Uh -huh. um, you can see that it's, it's scanning rocks in the asteroid belt, and some of these rocks, it's got a highlight around it. And it's got some alien writing on it, but guess what else it has? That little symbol that you keep seeing flashing everywhere. It's marking some of the rocks in this asteroid belt with that symbol. So it says that the asteroid... Oh, wait, where did I find that? Might be looking for fuel or something else. Hmm. Ice asteroids in Yorbun's two large planetoid belts provide the only available source of fuel within the system. So it's trying to get the asteroid rocks that have that same symbol. Hmm. So that's a curious statement. It is looking for fuel. Mm -hmm. So are we talking about um, uh, artificial intelligence? Are we talking the ship is alive? How does a ship look for its own fuel? Well, when when Lucy interfaced with it, it it didn't. It wasn't orderly. That mm -hmm. sounds more like a living creature than a computer. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> or some form of intelligence, some form of sentience. Okay. Well, I mean, you guys are going to this asteroid belt. You've got these errors going off everywhere, and you've got the Miranda Dorlac getting further and further away as it is trying to uh move alongside but without going into the asteroid belt so i would assume at this point you're probably you know thousands of my excuse me kilometers away um and you're all alone in this in this asteroid belt where is the oh yeah yeah um there must be thousands uh of rocks in this belt obviously from the size of pebbles to some are bigger um, than this ship. Um, you even hear the occasional thunk 
and scrape of asteroids against the sides of the ship. Once in a while, there's an impact, like a clap of thunder that echoes through the alien corridors. And, by the way, guys, not even the most skilled pilot could guarantee safe passage out of this asteroid belt. Maybe we should... I, I like to try to get to the turrets. And blast the asteroids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an interesting thought. How do you do it? I'm going to press that 7 button. Well, first, does Ayana also want to shoot asteroids? Well, I have a gun combat plus one. Yeah, you have to have gunner skill in order to use gun turrets. Who has gunner skill? I do. Only you? Okay. I'm jack of all trades. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Somebody remind me what deck these turrets are accessible on. They're in the cargo deck. Okay. Oh, right. He said marked with a seven. Okay, and let's see here. So you would come up in that lift um, in the center of corridor four and five. Pick a direction. I'll go on the left. Uh, Port, that would be four. So let's see. Um, this passageway leads to port and makes a right angle bend aft, where it is then blocked by massive steel doors. Isn't there a button? Uh, I'm getting there. There is a red button also present. Um, well, that's a little confusing. I'm going to have to say that there's a little control panel next to the huge door and a big red button. I'm going to press the big red button. All right. Anybody else on the cargo deck? No, I'm on the bridge still. Okay. Well, when you push the big red button, you start floating off of the floor. I'm going to press the red button again. And you sink back down to the floor. I'm going to look at the control panel. Okay. The control panel has multiple buttons on it. Okay, um, eh, eh. nothing happens. It is the sort of keypad that um, makes you think maybe there's a code you got to punch in. I mean, I would think the weapons area of the ship would be under some kind of security. I'll just press that random until I get in. um, Yeah, it just repeatedly makes the error buzz buzz sound at you. Um, just so you know, I'm on your side on this one. I'd like to see you get in there and, and shoot these asteroids. That's something I didn't think of. Um, but uh, i got to go by what the book says. <clears throat> and right now, the book doesn't seem to want to let you in. I don't see if there's a blue light now. A blue light? Oh, you mean on, on the circle? Yeah. Um, I didn't hear what you guys said. You mean a blue light, the, the, the big circles, the body? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, it's not there. It's not flashing. Then I'll go back to engineering deck. Okay. I'll go to engineering too. Okay. And everybody still has their suits on, right? Yeah. 
All right, and let's see. I would say you guys have easily been here four hours or so already. Does anybody know how much air your suits have? <clears throat> six. Yeah, six hours. we got two hours left. The entry on Vex suits from the Miranda door lock says that there are six hours of air in your suits. You've been here for four. You have two hours of air left in your suits. I'm going to turn... I'm going to take off... I'm going to turn off the air to my suit and take off my helmet. Yeah, okay. I'm going to do the same thing. Save. Uh, save. Okay. Save all right, so... Actually, I couldn't eject into the computer with my darn helmet on. Well, I guess we're going to have to say you took your helmet off to do... In the your... cargo bay, there's air, air tanks. Huh? In the cargo bay, there's also air tanks. Is there? Hmm. I don't remember. <clears throat> there's back suits. Yeah. But what was unusual about those back suits, Taz? They were... Oh. They were big. And... They didn't have air tanks. No air tanks or air tank hookups. Right. Yeah, like they were unaffected by... So I'm thinking perhaps we should retcon that once she took her helmet off to use the the, uh, port, um, that uh, some of you others might have been persuaded to do the same. Because otherwise, yeah, it is hard to explain. So does everybody have their helmet off at this point? Yeah. All right, well, then I think you've surely had them off by now to notice the headaches that you're all getting. Uh-oh. And the air tastes bad, like a buildup of CO2. Mm-hmm. Boy, if we didn't have another round to go, I'd just go ahead and end it there, but... uh we got a bio break in about a minute and a half, and then we'll have one more round to go. I want to go into the hydroponics area. Okay. I would think the air would be better in there. Well, the professor is actually insisting that he go with you. Um, he, he didn't get to open any doors and see something for the first time, and that's what he wants to do. So he and the documentarian are going to be coming with you to the... Huh? You'll go too? Mm-hmm. All right. So is it just those four or do... Um, I'm just like looking out the window in the bridge or... Okay. Wait, what? If... I wasn't paying attention. What? Um, who is going to be on the engineering deck and breach the hydroponics area? Yeah, I'm going there. Okay, so that's five people, I guess. Okay, um, all it takes is a button press, and that door opens, and Daryl is... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Um, the professor wanted to be the one to open the button, and he gets his cameraman over here to make sure he's going to get a good angle on it, and all like that. He gives some little speech about behind every door on this ship is another layer to this mystery What will this reveal? And he pushes. (laughs) We haven't even opened it yet, dude. You can't react to allergens. Allergies. Good job on the role play there, though. Um, So, yes, the door opens, 
And yes, there, the entire area is overgrown with plants. An iris valve is obvious aft, but the two corridors leading forward are not being concealed by the extensive growth. We covered that already. Overhead, the area is roofed by transparent sloping ceiling tiles and banks of lights. And none of the plants are recognizable, but they are everywhere. There are large leaf, small leaf, vine, flower. It's all here, but none you've ever seen. And yes, there are foods growing on some of the plants, fruits, vegetables, whatever. And again, they are unrecognizable. And that is a bio break. We are going to find out what these guys do with this open door when we get back for one last round. Are we all back for our final segment? Yep. Yeah. All right. I am starting the timer now. Um, you guys have just opened the door to the um, hydroponics. And you see all this I want to go in. Huh? You want to go in? Okay. I want to go in. Let's, uh, let's say that the professor insists on walking in there first. So, the cameraman wants to stay back and shoot things. The professor is going to go in first. He wants to be the first to experience it. Um, who is... Well, what, what are you two guys going? Are you going to walk in side by side? Or do you want to hang back a bit? Single file? What do you think? Well, how big is the corridor? Single file. Okay. I actually don't know. Oh, looks like it's... Five feet. Uh, point, 1.5 times three, so that would be four and a half feet, yeah. Okay. Well, as soon as the professor's feet touch the vegetation, it disrupts the insects. Ew! They go flying up in a cloud. We're talking huge moth-looking things. Ew. And they're just everywhere. They're not coming toward you, but they're not flying away either. There's just this big cloud of huge, gigantic moths. I'm going. What is going on in there? I'm going to take out my... I'm going to scream. Uh, say what, Vlad? I'm going to take out my plate and splice them up. Oh, okay. You just like slice randomly through the uh, through the cloud. Okay. Um, so all four of you are now in the plant inside hydroponics. Yeah, I see that look on Eric's face. He he knows he needs to be careful. Okay. Well, yes these these huge insects are not dispersing, and they are beginning to land on you. We have any bug spray? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Um, I got a, I got a plus five fly swatter. Um, so yes, it's right about this time that the professor starts screaming and jumping up and down on his left leg. And despite this swarm, you can see that there's something attached to his right leg. It's a spider. Oh, 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 and it's about this big around. Oh, We're talking bigger than a tarantula, okay? And 
he is screaming and dancing around and looking this th- looking down right. at this thing on his leg, but he's in a vac suit, so it's hard for him to bend down or whatever. All right, that's it. I'm coming down there now. Okay, so you're headed that way. Yeah. And what else is anybody else doing? I think we should shoot at the bushes. Can I think we should try to get out the other end. Out the other end? Go through all of this? Yeah. Okay. Um, nobody's concerned about helping the professor out? Um, well, I think we can push him out, and then once we're through, we can get rid of the spider. Oh, okay. So, push him through the other end? Yeah. Um, well, this thing's kind of long, isn't it? B. And it's all covered oh. covered up in tangly plants and all that. There's no way you're going to be able to, like, run through this room. Okay, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to put my helmet back on. Oh, you brought it with you? I was imagining I'd just have it, like, clipped to my belt. Oh, okay. All right. I guess I'll let everybody have that. I'll put it on. And then I'll take my dagger... And I will... So is this, did the spider bite his leg, or is it just crawling on him? Well, he's wearing a vac suit. How could it do anything? What is he screaming about? That's so nice. Uh, I guess I'll ask him. <laughs> yeah, he's too busy being hysterical and screaming. I think that's what it, I, had, I would do if I got an insect on me and I was wearing a suit of armor, you know? Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll see if I can just... Knock it off. Okay. Yeah, it, it it kind of jumps off of him. Oh. And its back opens up, and these wings come out, and it's like hovering there. Its eight legs are just hanging limply beneath it. In my notes, it says in all caps, red bold print, Ermagerd Flying Spiders. Okay. So, um, would you like to investigate the place where the spider was? Yes. Good. I was hoping you'd say Can we that. get him out of the room first and uh, seal the door? Slice him up. Well, I'm going to go and... Can we get out of the room first and seal the door so it doesn't come in? I already lost track. You were there in the room with them? I was following. You were following. Um, so you would just try grabbing him and dragging, out, dragging him out of the room. What might you say to everybody? Uh, we need to find out what's going on and if the professor is injured. Uh, we need to get out of this room and seal it off for now. And what would you guys say in response to that? Okay. I don't think Vlad would say okay. I think we should just keep on going. Like, if we have back suits on, I don't think any bugs are going to do anything. Well, the professor seems to feel differently. What, what <laughs> we can you, always come back through. True. We, we could take the oxygen out of that room. Or try I, to figure out how to take we the can oxygen put a, out. We can put a grenade in there and then close the door. It probably won't kill everybody. Well, not if we get out. Well, I'd be, I mean, it makes perfect sense to me that you would be dragging DeBrannon and saying whatever to them. Um, so fine. Okay, you guys keep going. I'm going to check out his leg. Well, well, let's just take it as far as you grabbed him and started dragging him out. Um, I don't help. 
Okay, good. And uh, would someone want to have a look at the leg of his vet suit? Yeah. I'm still running. Okay. I'm the vet suit expert. Yeah. True, true. Um, but I don't think it'll take an expert to see the little bitty hole in his vac suit leg. And it looks like a burn, not just a pierce. There's like um, um, like a chemical burn little hole there. Did the professor stop screaming? Um... Or he's like, one shut up. You know what? The professor has passed out. He is unconscious. Okay. So do we close the door? Uh, You tell me. So far as I knew, Butterbeard was still inside. Yeah, I'm telling you guys. Also, I'm going to close the door. With Butterbeard inside? I guess I'll come if everyone else is. All right. So, fine. The door is shut. The Brannon is there. He's having labored breathing, um, and he is unconscious. I think we should take him out of the vac suit. Okay. To get a better look at him. Let's say that there's a seal at the waist where you would be able to remove the pants. (laughs) Um, He has clearly been bitten. It is swelled up, but it is pale, and it is cool to the touch, okay? Um, And I think that was all I had, but let me be sure. Um, You know what? I'd better say he's in and out of consciousness. Um, But yes, it looks as though the skin has been burned by some kind of acid. Um, but do, we, do we have any medical supplies? I don't. I'm running Not down any. the hallway right Do you have medical supplies, though? No. No? Seems nobody has I medical supplies. I thought somebody supplies. had medical supplies. No. So what we're going to say about it right now is that the wound on the leg is swelling and turning pale, and it is cool to the touch. What is that? There's a word for Is it diaphoretic or whatever? Yeah, it's like... Cold and clammy. The leg is like cold and clammy and swelling up. I think we should do a tourniquet then. Does he have like a belt that we can take off? If it's poisonous, we don't want it to spread through his body. Cut off his foot. Amputate. Who has something that could modify a role for coming up with a tourniquet kind of something? You know what? I have survival. Okay, fine, fine. So you're here on the engineering deck, but everybody's wearing vac suits. So um, give me a roll. If you get a, a survival check, if you give, if you succeed, then we will say that you came up with something. Do I, can I do survival plus education? All right, yeah. <laughs> All right. Oops. So that is a seven. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wait, do you have a zero for survival? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a seven. Well, now seven would be a failure then. So you were not able to find anything nearby. Mm. So we have to go with plan B. Can I try again? <laughs> <laughs> well, not here you can't because you've looked everywhere here. Um, you can see that he is visibly sweating. 
Okay, this is... He can cut off his foot. It's his leg, not his foot. I could use the weapon and open up the wound and get it to bleed out. Mm. Like my dagger. Mm. Like... It's an interesting idea. They might be onto something over there. I see them conference. And Ronan uses medical training? Well, again, he has no supplies, but they were talking here about um, bleeding him, taking maybe Ronan's dagger and slicing open the wound and get some of that, uh, get some blood out. Or just my there's like fangs. To, to ask everyone to cut up the leg. No doubt. Um, well, if that's something you want to try, Ronan, um, I would think a medical check plus some education, I guess. So what do you have for medic? Um, I have a zero. All right. And what do you have for education? Um, plus one. All right, so give me an education check, and we will see what slicing this dude's leg open accomplishes. Ooh, four. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, it, it, it worked. I mean, it's not like uh, it was a dull blade. You cut him open, and now he is bleeding in and out of consciousness and sweating. <laughs> hey, can't make an omelet without breaking smegs, right? Can I go down to the living quarters and look for something to do a tourniquet? Sure, it's going to take you some time, though. Um, let's see, so you're on engineering, so you would have to go down, down the to a workshop. You get in the elevator, and in your panic, do you remember what what button to hit? Um, it's the, um, the V. It's the V. Okay. And that gets you out at the quarters deck. You emerge right there, and you are going to go... I mean, you did see some clothes in some rooms. Maybe you could find a belt or something. Meanwhile, yeah. what are the rest of you doing? We'll say that Ronan... Uh, ha, well, obviously you've arrived on the scene, and you made that slice, and he's bleeding everywhere. Right. Um, we've got Butterbeard and Lucy. What are you guys uh, doing? Well, we could tear a piece of his uh, vac suit to make a tourniquet. I'm going to assume not, because it said in the book that a vac suit offers the same protection as basic armor. Oh. So I would assume it wouldn't be something you could just slice up with a knife. Oh. Which, again, brings up the question, how does a spider bite you through armored vac suit? Maybe it wasn't the spider. But... And Tash should grab a bottle of that alcohol, too, so we can dump on it. <laughs> well, that's a good idea. Yeah. They're in the bar. Yeah. Maybe find a bottle of vodka or something. Mm -hmm. Space vodka. Let's go ahead and add that the, the ship has come to a complete stop deep inside this asteroid field. It is no longer moving. So can I do my roll now to get the tourniquet and the alcohol? Um, if nobody else, it seems nobody else has anything, I'm so... I'm still working on them. So, Wait, sure. I, actually, I have something. If So, I have, like, that chameleon vis light thing that makes me that like, pretty much invisible to the naked eye. I go in there just with that invisible 
this, like, could I still be detected? It'd be worth a try, maybe. Um, it might be worth a try. Um, let's check in with Taz. Taz? Um, now, hang on. I didn't say roll nothing. You gotta tell me what shit, uh, what room you are going to sprint for. No, you can't look at your list. You can look at the map if you choose, but um, we're saying that you are in a huge... Number four. four. I remember four had clothes. Okay, good. If you remember it, that's great. So, four. It's got the double bed rather than bunks. It's got the personal effects for both male and female individuals. So, sure. Give me... I think you wanted to do survival plus education. education. Okay, so that is ten. Okay, then yes, you found something to wrap it up with or to tie it off with, and now you're going to want to run out to the lounge, or to the bar anyway. Um, yeah. And what would you be looking for? Or would you just grab one at random? I would want something that looked like a high alcohol content, like a grain alcohol. And how do you think you might deduce that? I don't know. Probably something clear. So you would grab a clear, a bottle of clear liquid? Yeah. Okay. All right. I won't make you roll on that. The roll will come later. Um, so you have a belt. Um, we'll say it's a rogue belt. It's really long. You found a robe belt, and you got a bottle, and now you are headed back to the elevator. Maybe we should get some clothes for the bleeding. Yeah, maybe, yeah, just like some extra stuff for bandages. Or like okay. just tearing up. All right. Tear off some clothing. Yeah, tearing strips. Okay, and so you're going to then run to the elevator, and what button are you going to press? Um, it's the... It's the A, I believe. Yep, you are correct. So, all right, that's going to take you... You'll have to take the gangway up. We can say that um, that Taz has arrived with the stuff. Dude is still laying on the floor. He's sweaty. His face is all red, even though that wound on his leg is pale. Because um, he's septic. And you, which, which do you want to do first? The alcohol or the tourniquet? Probably the alcohol. Yeah, I'll do the alcohol first. Okay. So, you, as soon as you get, uh, you know what, I'll be fair. Just give me a bear roll. No modifiers apply this time. Four. Okay. As soon as you get the bottle off the lid, wait. You have your helmet on, don't you? Huh? Yeah. Um. Okay. So you get the lid off the bottle. You pour it on his leg, and this stuff is very viscous. Um. It's very thick, but yes, you've covered the leg with it. Okay. And now you want to do the tourniquet, right? All right. Yeah. You've got a really long robe belt. What would you? How would you go about this? I won't make you uh, roll for it. Are you going to do like multiple wraps around, or just one? And... Yeah, like I don't know the upper thigh, 
Um, sometimes you can tie it and then stick a stick in and spin it. Okay, we'll go with you don't have a stick, but you want to tie him off at the uh, high up the thigh, right? Yeah. Okay, well, his right leg is now tied um, high up on the thigh. You've got his vac suit breeches off, but he's still wearing his vac suit upper part with the helmet attached, I assume. And um, let's see. I think we're we're going to call it here. Uh, we've we've got eight and a half minutes left, but we have got what killer insects in the hydroponics. We have got all that dust that rolled out of the bedroom with the crayon drawing on it. We have got that this ship took off by itself, plotted its own course, and it's flashing this symbol, and now it has come to rest in this asteroid field where, according to the scans on the bridge, um, there are multiple rocks that are highlighted by the scan and showing the little symbol. Your um, professor guy has gotten some sort of insect attack, and he's definitely not looking too good. Um, am I leaving any cliffhangers out here? I think that that about covers it. Oh, and the Miranda Dorlack is long gone. You guys are still in contact by radio, but it can't get anywhere near you. Um, and on that ship is your cryptologist computerist person and your psychic, which so far you haven't needed. And on board the ship with you, again, you got the professor and the uh, documentarian. Um, and really, I... I don't think, um, I think we all need some time to digest all of this information. So we're going to call it there, and I want to thank every single one of you at the table. Eric, high five. I thought of something. High five. There we go. And Vlad, there we go. And mm -hmm. Wesley, thank you.